0: Hey all, this is the Flip Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, an entrepreneur who turned my love of travel into a career. Travel is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Making it happen can be tough. I'm here to offer practical advice to make travel more achievable. This isn't just about my journey, it's about inspiring you to pursue adventure and explore the world on your terms.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Flip Flop Experience. I am Marla Watson, here with the adventurous herself, Miss Leah Thrapp. Hey, Leah. Hey, Marla. How are you?
0: I am really excited today.
1: I know you have your cousin here. I do. She is your (laughs) not only just your cousin, but one of your BFFs and your travel companion.
0: Yes, lifelong travel buddies.
1: I love this. Well, Krista, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. You will travel no matter what. Travel is an act of rebellion for both of you. And so what do you say, Krista, to the fact that people say that travel ends when you have children?
2: I mean, travel ends when you say travel ends. So, I mean, if you want to travel, you travel. You make it a priority. You know, I think as parents, we're able to kind of to set the precedent and... It takes work and effort, but, you know, everybody lives their lives differently and raises their kids differently. And I want my kids to travel. I want them to see new places and we have to work around school schedules and all of that. And we'll figure out a way to do it.
1: I love that. Leah, you brought up a point before we started the show today, and I'd really love for you to bring that back home, what you were saying about travel and rebellion and and how y'all look at that. Kristen and I are both
0: known for anybody that knows and loves us as independent thinkers and someone that won't be told what to do or how to do it with pretty much anything in our lives, but definitely when it comes to things like travel. And so we both have always been super resolved that we were going to travel, we were going to make it a priority, and we would figure it out. Even though, you know, obviously when we were 19, we didn't know what that was going to look like. But here we are now as grownups, and we went to Costa Rica during COVID, two weeks after our second shot to the day we were on the plane with four little kids we saw and a four-month-old and a four-month-old and a, almost two-year-olds so we had four little kids we had a little private minibus that drove us around um, and we saw everything we wanted to see in Costa Rica it was an aggressive schedule <laughs> but we did it um, we were so tired of being cooped up but you know we and there was definitely days I took a video I need to find it and post it someday but I took a hilarious video where there was one moment where all four kids were crying In the bus. In the bus. And I took a video and I said, we're having so much fun. Everybody (laughs) wants to do this. And we're laughing about it. Well,
1: and I know how you felt when you were cooped up. Yeah. Because I went through the pandemic. Leah was getting ready to do a lot of travel whenever the pandemic hit.
0: I was like, we were both like, get us out of here. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we tell our husbands, our husbands are slightly less excited about traveling with four kids sometimes. They'll both do it, but they're a little bit less gung-ho sometimes. One of the things that we always tell them is like, we could be in the car with four kids crying at home. Like, it's not different to have four kids crying in Costa Rica, except that you look out the window and you're in Costa Rica. So it actually makes it feel slightly better about all four kids crying.
2: I'm able to ignore it really well when I'm traveling.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: there's always AirPods as well. (laughs) Right. (laughs) As the kids get older and they've been a part of this, you know, it's hard. I think anything is hard whenever the kids are younger. But now they're getting to the age that they are just as engaged as you guys are.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think our kids love to travel.
0: Yeah. They had so much fun
1: They don't know any different.
0: (laughs) No. And it's really, really cool. I mean, I grew up having... Obviously, Chris is one of my best friends. I grew up with cousins being super important friends in your life. So we think it's so special for our kids to get to grow up traveling with their cousins and making these memories together and having someone to play with. And I have this picture that's so precious to me of Jameson and Nola sitting on the side of our pool. We stayed in this ridiculous fancy villa in Costa Rica and they're literally sitting on the side of the pool and they're like floating leaves back and forth like their boat. And they've just like made their own game and they're entertaining themselves with just what they have in their environment. And I just... I took a picture and I thought, like, this is this is why we do it. Like right here. This is exactly why we're doing what we're doing.
1: That's pretty amazing. So you don't stop the travel. So it's not like this is going to be like, oh, this is the end of the show. What are you going to do next? This is like, what are you guys doing next? What are you going to travel to next? I mean, that's honestly
2: the best part of travel for me. It's locations, but it's knowing the next trip is coming. (laughs) <laughs> and, and knowing you're going to see these new places and these new things. It it really is the the planning and and knowing there's new experiences coming up.
0: Well, there are studies that show that um, a larger percentage of the mental health benefit that you get from travel is actually the anticipation of travel more than the actual vacation and trip. It helps your mental health more just knowing that you have it coming. So I'm a huge proponent of you should always have a trip on the books, even if it's far away or if it's a little tiny adventure getaway or whatever
1: well and I had to wonder when you guys were little girls did you go you know I want to go there and I want to go there Are y'all ticking off a list are you starting to do that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I
2: I would I don't think I had like an actual written out list of, I, of where I wanted to go. But I basically was like, I want to see everywhere.
0: I was going <laughs> to say the problem with us is that we don't really need a list because we will literally go everywhere and we think it's all a good idea. Um, at one point, Justin told me I should stop watching the travel channel and he should cancel my magazine subscriptions because it was getting way too expensive because everything we're like, oh that sounds fun. I can find something to do there. Just give me a minute. So me and me. Leah watched a bunch of House Hunters and found lots
1: oh, yeah. of places to, to go explore eventually. Mm-hmm. For house sure. Hunters International does that. It's my you. favorite show. Yes, it really does. It's one of those shows that you go and think, oh, I'm gonna look at some cool architecture. And by the end of the show, I'm going there. I want to go there and I want to do all the things they did just looking for a house.
0: Oh, we think it's serious research because we really want to be expats one day. We're going to have a little commune with our kids and our husbands, and we want to move somewhere and be expats together.
1: I love that. That's really cool. So you can say that you're going to be rebellious and do all of the travel, but how do you actually design your life around that rebellion and that travel these days?
2: I think it really takes like active effort and planning on on a our parts as parents I mean after my husband passed I said I will not work another eight to five job I will have a job that allows me the flexibility to travel and if it doesn't then I won't take the job and um, it's kind of just setting your foot down and saying I won't accept less yes this is this is what it's got to be for me to be happy and you go with that you make and it happen.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure to conform, which Kristen and I get from a lot of different directions. You get it You get it from your workplace and for jobs that, you know, we've definitely quit jobs or made bosses mad by saying, like, sorry, I'm still going. Like, you didn't say I could, but I'm not going to give up this opportunity. I'm still going. And family members to think that you should stay home or not move away or not take trips with other people or go to these places. So it's definitely something where you get pressure from the outside and you have to be rebellious enough and have enough strong resolve to say, like, no, this is what matters to me and this is what matters to our family. And part of it isn't just about, like, checking things off the bucket list for both of us. It's about quality of life and about saying that, like, We're raising these children and you only have so much time with them and we're going to set aside the time to form these memories and these bonds together because we see the bonds that you form with people when you travel together and you have these new experiences and you make memories and studies show how important it is to make memories with your kids so that you have a solid foundation. And so we're choosing to prioritize those things over, you know, being in eight soccer leagues, or whatever it is that people do with their kids that take up all the time, which doesn't allow you to set aside the time. And before you know it, you look up in your kids 10, you know, and so we've just said that we're not going to allow life to just rush us by. But we're gonna, we're gonna stop and evaluate what matters to us and make time for the things that are important, even if other people don't see it that way.
2: The, the extracurricular activities is a big one. I mean, at least The people I'm around, the people our ages, most have their kids in like five plus extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to go against the norm and say, I know all your friends are are doing this and all, but our family we're going to prioritizing travel because mm-hmm. for me that that's part of their education mm-hmm. you know we're going and we're le- learning about new places and new people and new interactions and so that's just as important to me as the social
1: aspect of any extracurricular activity our kids may have yeah It's your world school look at life anyway. Yes. That's the way you do it. And I can see that Krista does the same thing. Growing up, my parents were in the travel industry. My mom was at Braniff. My dad was at Eastern. So they really did a balance of travel with us growing up. I played soccer. My brother, he played baseball. But all of our friends were playing like multiple Mm -hmm. sports and doing multiple things. And this was back in the 80s. And my parents were like, no, we won't do that. I remember one time my mom ripped us out of school because she had two weeks off and we went to Hawaii. I don't know if I've ever told you no, that that's story. Awesome. We went to Hawaii with my grandparents and my mom ripped us out of school, but that back then it wasn't that big of a deal. I grew up that way too and I just realized in hearing y'all, I grew up with parents that tried to make me keep that in mind and I've lost it. And even though Leah reminds me and we travel and we talk about all of this, y'all are reminding me yet again. Why it is so important. that travel and play and education is a must. It's like you're not the boss of me. Travel is the boss of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I mean, the truth.
0: if there's a phrase that Krista and I both say a lot, it would definitely be you're not the boss of me. And we might not always say it out loud, but definitely um, <laughs> Internally. we have that feeling a lot when people tell us stuff. I and, can tell. <laughs> yes. The two of us are quite the combo. And she and I both have done the same thing with searching for the right school situation for our kids, too, because we're not willing to let our calendars be dictated by a school calendar. We obviously value education, but we think there's a lot of different ways to get educational opportunities. And so we make very conscious choices. It's something that we spend a lot of time and energy trying to find the right solution for our family that still allows us to prioritize travel.
1: So I know you do homeschooling. Krista, do you homeschool as well?
2: I don't. Um, so my daughter's in the public school system, and it's a little bit trickier with the public school system on on how you have to work. There are certain limits, but a big part of that is knowing exactly what those limits are. <laughs> so uh, so you can work within those boundaries. Um, there's There's also some other ways around the public school system. I know some parents who you can literally withdraw your child from a public school and homeschool them for a few weeks while you go on vacation, re-enroll them, and that can't count against you as being absent. My husband and I both talked, if it ever becomes an issue, we will readdress the school situation and adjust as needed (laughs) because um, we will not stop traveling.
1: I also think that the kids get in school. They start doing a lot of all of the the required testing and all of the things that they have to do, and that they also need to be taught that travel is okay, that play is okay, that that it's okay to take a break from that. And I think in today's day and age that they're like, no, you must achieve, you must move fast, you must do this. And you both take the chance to take your children and go, okay, just breathe. Let's do this.
2: Yeah, I don't think either one of us have a worry about our children being educated. It, it doesn't require 24-7 education on us to be coming home and doing homework all day after school. Um, you know, our kids will learn. They'll, they'll learn by our experiences and our interactions with them. And us being involved is just as important as anything else.
1: Well, I don't know your girls, but I do know Jameson and Jillian very well. And I can carry on a great conversation with both of them. And sometimes I feel like they know more than I do in the traveling. <laughs> and-
2: <laughs> I mean, you can make any travel experience an educational experience. I mean, yes, you could just go to Disney and whatever. But if you're going somewhere as a as a parent, you can search out the historical sp- the areas. You can figure out the really neat facts. And you throw these things at these kids and they're just like sponges. Like they will remember the craziest
0: facts you've, you've given them down the line. Yeah, they were so little when we went to the Azores. And I still don't think either one of them will forget swimming in a hot spring. They thought that the hot springs... They were muddy and we, they ruined our swimsuits, but the kids loved it They thought, because it was cold outside, but you're in this hot spring and they thought it was so fascinating that it was being heated by the earth. And um, they still both remember it. Um, Jameson and Nola were the only two we had at that point, but they loved it. And then when we were in Costa Rica, we were at a chocolate plantation and um they walk you through the entire process you walk through the jungle and see the plants being grown and then they showed us they let you taste all the different versions of the cacao bean and the kids both didn't really want to taste it but tasted every step we have to give them props that both the kids tasted everything even the slimy one and the sour one and all that and the bugs and everything but to me that's still one of my favorite things about travel honestly is I miss my kids when I travel without them because it's so fun to see it through their eyes and to um, hear their observations and see how engaged they can be people don't give kids enough credit for um, how engaged they can be in a tour and um, how much they absorb from those experiences we're up to a count of four children now but when we first did it, it was just the two of them and it was really fun
1: so There's gotta be a little pressure from your family whenever you two try to come up with your travel schedule.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think for some more than others, but yeah, it's definitely something that you have to get your family used to, I think. What do you say, Krista?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that goes back to the societal norms and like certain holidays you spend with certain people and people kinda get to where they expect something of your family and sometimes you've decided that, well, you know. This trip is what's best for my family during during
0: this uh, yeah. holiday. I was yeah. about to say, definitely people's, people start to set expectations for you, which aren't necessarily the expectations you have for yourself. And so I think you have to train people that this is what our expectations are. And I get that some of these holidays are traditionally family holidays, but like we also have a family that... In our family, for example, this Thanksgiving is going to be in Fiji and we're taking a big Fiji trip and I'm taking a bunch of clients and I've been amazed how many clients actually have signed up without hesitation to be in Fiji on Thanksgiving. I expected to have a little bit more pushback from people about it, but I have one of the clients that's going and she said, well, we traditionally go to Anguilla every Thanksgiving, so now we'll just go to Fiji with you. But I think in my family... We've kind of just conditioned them. We have an alternating family schedule between Justin's family and my family on Thanksgiving. And we just sometimes we miss a Thanksgiving or two in a row and we just pick up the rotation wherever we left it off. And everybody knows that that's how it's going to be.
1: Well, am I wrong? Aren't you still giving thanks even in Fiji? Maybe
0: even more? We're having Thanksgiving dinner in Fiji still. They're making us a turkey, supposedly. I don't know what that's going to look like. But yeah, and we're going to be we're going to be enjoying time with our family. Not just a few hours, but nine whole days of family time, like quality family time. So I
2: I think you have to figure out how to negotiate it within your family. Like sometimes for ours, it's we're fine with doing holidays, not on the actual holiday. Mm -hmm. I grew up where my dad worked in the emergency room and he wasn't always able to do holidays. there. my stepdad. And so we would just do Christmas, you know, four days later or whenever it worked out for the family. So for us, that's something we're able to sometimes work with. But either way, it goes back to us deciding this is what we want to do with our family during this time and kind of just sticking to your guns and and knowing deep down, going with your gut and saying, okay, this is what we want to do
0: and everything else we'll figure out. Yeah, I think both of you made a really good point, which is that you can still give thanks to your family. You can still make those memories with your family. Um, it's just an arbitrary... To me, everything's pretty arbitrary. Like, it's just an arbitrary holiday that it has to be on the fourth Thursday. You can make Thanksgiving dinner. You can spend time with your family and make those memories on a different Thursday or a different Saturday that month. And it doesn't take away from the memories that you make. We don't have to sacrifice any of them. Jillian, so far, has had every birthday except for her first one in Italy. And there's not really an end in sight to that because October is my favorite month to go to Italy. I almost always have a tour. And some people have said to me, like, are you just going to make her have her birthday in Italy every year? She's never going to be home on her birthday. And I'm like, well, I mean, probably. I
1: think she doesn't care. (laughs) I don't
0: think she's sad about it. And it's not like we don't have birthday parties. We just do it before we leave. It's not like we don't. We just skip celebrating Jillian. We still celebrate just a few days earlier, a few days later.
1: You know, Jillian would probably get mad. If you didn't celebrate her birthday in Italy, at you're some setting point. expectations. Yeah. She now. wouldn't know how to yes. have a birthday anymore. <laughs> she'd be like, "Wait, we're not going to Italy for my birthday. I'm not
0: going to have four different <laughs> cakes at all the restaurants." What
1: do you mean? I think if you told her we're going to Scotland, she'd be like, "I don't want to go to Scotland this time. <laughs> and we're going to Italy,
0: right?" I agree. That's so awesome. I love to ask people what was your favorite travel memory, like ever. Your favorite memory that you made while traveling. My favorite memory. Man, that's a really hard one.
2: I, I don't think of them as like a particular favorite memory. Or so your
0: favorite moment, just like a moment that was really special to you that you thought, maybe not your favorite. How yeah. about just one that really stands out? Yeah, one out. that was really yeah. special.
2: I honestly think the Costa Rica Villa was like this amazing moment in time. I mean, we had this beautiful villa with this beautiful pool, infinity pool, backdropped by a volcano and yeah. like the jungle. And and with all of our kids playing, and I mean, that was just such a special thing that I'm probably never going to go do again. It was kind of a fluke. We ended up there. It was mm-hmm. a weird situation. It was. <laughs> um, so, so I think so, it was extra
0: sweet after COVID.
2: Yes. Yeah. It, well, that's after we had been locked up for, what, mm-hmm. a year and a half, like barely leaving our houses. And then here we are, like overlooking a volcano
0: with our kids in their pool. It was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. I love that one. So... I also love to ask people what's your like dream bucket list destination if you could go anywhere what would you want to do everywhere <laughs> I have
2: no I really Kevin uh, my husband asked me that all the time like so where's the place you want to go the most and I'm like I want to go to the most places <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was good
0: it's yeah not a specific place I'm it's... like at the top right now I have to shuffle them around sometimes yes. if I go to one so right now it's towards the top but I mean
2: I definitely have ones at the top like i'd love to go to australia love to do new zealand i mean we're going to hopefully do croatia this year which has been up there um turkey i'd love to visit even though not sure when that'll be able to happen no i
0: was thinking it would be soon but maybe not now
2: yeah so i mean there's there's tons of them i don't have a this is the one i have to go to i have to how many can I get to? I like
0: it. I like it. Well, I'm going to add an extra one for Krista because we have shared so many amazing meals together. I would love to see what's your favorite meal or dining experience that you've had while traveling.
2: You know what? When we went to Greece on the sailing trip, that food tour we did, the last place she took us, this little like hole in the wall restaurant where they like had tables, sat out on the patio and it was pretty much just us there. I think they were closed that day and it was only open to like dignitaries and yeah, us. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and It was the most amazing food. It was so good. That food was so good. Yeah.
1: I would go back to Athens just to eat there again.
2: Yeah, that, that place was fantastic.
1: Love it. Krista, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Well, I hope you'll come back and join us again. I look forward to seeing y'all's travel adventures. Me too. We're long due (laughs) for an adventure, actually. You are. And maybe I'll go on an adventure with you. Come with us. I would really like that that. very much. Um, As usual, today has been a wonderful show. Everyone, please check out all of our other Flip Flop Experience podcasts. And for today, Leah, thank you so much. Thank you and happy adventuring.
0: Thanks for being part of the Flip Flop Experience. Make sure to subscribe and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Flip Flops and Adventures.